This podcast is brought to you by PodPro Australia. Welcome and you're listening to the Business Finance Mastery Podcast with Bushido Finance. Today's topic is business finance structuring and I've got Cam Wright from Bushido Finance with me. How G'day Rob, I'm good mate, how are you? Very good, I'm really looking forward to this because I think there's so much that we can tell people on how to prepare themselves and how to get the most out of business finance. So let's start with um, what's the most important thing um, about setting up the business finance? Well first of all it's getting the right advice up front before you go entering into any contracts to buy property or business or what have you. So um, you know your business advisors, your accountant, your solicitor, or any other advisors for that matter, are crucially important in working together with your finance broker um, so that we can get an understanding of what you're trying to achieve with asset protection um, and um, you know, wealth uh, growth over time. So that's, that's, that's the most important step, um, all done up front before you enter into any transaction. So get that in concrete before you start looking for what you want That's to That's right. Buy. You need to get your trust deed set up. So normally what we recommend and what I like to see is that the business, like usually there's a couple. So a husband and wife, for example, small business, yep. uh, where the husband, for example, could be the director of the trading entity. So the, the, the company or the, the trustee company yep. usually <clears throat> is, and, and so that's where the risk is, of course. Um, so that, that business can be sued potentially. Uh, and then the, the, the other partner would own property or assets. Yep. So you have a structure set up where um, they are the, the director of the trustee company once again. Uh, they own property. They could own um, other assets as well. So that's a typical structure to protect your assets um, so that if the business did get sued, the personal family home, um, investment properties or what have you are protected. So is it... Um Preferable to borrow with only one security per application, or is that what you look at per? Ideally, yep. yeah. So uh, you know, most most uh, sophisticated investors will avoid cross collateralization where possible. Explain what cross collateralization is. So what most lenders or most banks seek to do is, if you're looking at your second purchase, um, uh, so you've got your family home. That's pretty sta- standard, yep. right? So you've got your home and you've got a mortgage. Yep. Um, the mortgage is uh, the security for the for the loan for the home loan. Um, and that's only one security, the home itself. Uh, so that's that's pretty straightforward. The, the, the issue is when you start to have a, an in, like for example, investment property. Now that loan is not only secured by that one investment property, but also by the family home. So that family right. home is at risk with that particular yep. loan, uh, <clears throat> if anything goes astray. And the same happens across businesses as well. And then business loans. So for example, a business loan could be secured by the company in this instance. Um, so what used to be called a fixed and floating charge or a general service agreement nowadays, um, that's a security over the company itself, the trading entity. Uh, and then not only that, they can take security over the, any property that you may have as security for other loans. So suddenly you have all these strings attached where uh, if you sold any particular asset, the bank has control over where those funds flow. You may not get the surplus funds that you're anticipating uh, from a sale, for example. That could be, that's a typical um, example of where cross-collateralization collater- cross can be an issue. And that's why speaking to all your advisors up front mm-hmm. will make sure you get that structure correctly. We seek to separate it out. So for example, if you've got your home, uh, you'd not then borrow against the equity in that home with, um, for your investment property, you'd get a cash out facility. Uh, against your home. So you've got still one loan secured against one property, your home loan with a top up for the cash out. And that cash out then forms your deposit for your next purchase. And then you're borrowing 
uh, only against that one purchase for you know because you've got adequate deposit. Things like set and forget loans and interest only loans are they things that people should be looking for or set and forget loans refer to commercial facilities. Yep. So generally speaking, you don't get a set and forget loan when you go to a, a major bank for a commercial facility. So you might go there and you would like a term loan to be able to purchase stock in bulk, for example, and get a significant discount to in- increase your profitability. So that makes sense. Um, so you know, in those scenarios the bank will often put lending covenants into your contract. Yep. And, and often we don't even understand what those are. But really what a lending covenant is, is the bank having the right to review your, your business and your industry. And if you don't fit within their appetite, they can ask you to leave, which can be very uncomfortable. Indeed. Yes. And so that can be very disruptive, yep. as you can imagine. Um, so you have to continually provide financials, updates, um, ATO portals, those kind of things to prove to the bank that you remain a good credit risk. Now, we know in the, in the journey of a small business person that there are going to be ups and downs. There's going to be points in time where, you know, the business isn't going so well for whatever reason. That can be sometimes out of your control. Uh, and when those happen, uh, you want to be supported by your bank. Unfortunately, what happens is that the covenants mean that they can ask you to um, sell up or refinance, and that may not be possible refinancing, so you're stuck. And, yeah, that just puts you back into square one and looking yes. all over again, which can you know can take a business down, can't it? That's right. So lending covenants are there. Now, set and forget is a different kind of loan. So you can go to non-bank lenders, of course. Yeah. Um, so these are competitors with the major banks, and what they do is they offer 30-year terms on commercial facilities set and forget, which means there's no lending covenants. Once you've got your loan established, as long as you're making your loan repayments, there's no comeback on you. um, There's no comeback from the lender to you as the business owner asking you to sell up or fix your financial performance. That's up to you. As long as you're making your repayments, you're fine. And that gives you control. That's a bit more flexibility for you to do as you please and as you need to build build your business. 100%. You talked about the ATO portal. Yep. And um, that's obviously very important when you're yeah, so I mean, the major banks, where you're getting the best rates, so you're offering, you're presenting yourself as the lowest risk kind of customer. They want to see that your ATO portal is being managed, so you're you're up to date with your tax payments. Yep. Um, now that's not always the case, of course. Um, sometimes you, you you know business owners will enter into a payment plan, and that's where second there are second tier lenders who'll accept that position as long as it's sustainable. Yep. One thing that um, you hear a lot about is low doc loans. Yep. Can you explain what they are and in what circumstances are they beneficial for businesses? Well, it's become really relevant in recent times. Many businesses struggled through COVID. Yep. Um, so, you know, they, they may have been accessing cash reserves just to see them through till the you know, the exit of that pandemic. Um, now they're preparing their financial reports on that period of time and it doesn't look so crash hot no. to go to a bank. Yep. But now you're performing well. You know, for the last 6, 12, 18 months, um, you know, it's not captured by your tax returns. Your financial performance, your profitability has been increasing once again, going through that up cycle. Um, to capture that, you would have to look at an alt-doc loan or a low-doc loan, they yep. call it, where you, we can look at things such as the last six months of your BAS statements. That gives us a really good indication of your profitability. We can see your sales, we can see your expenses, and you can see your wages. Yep. All of that we can extrapolate into a, you know, a pro forma P&L, and uh, lenders will accept that as income evidence. So there's just another option that a, a finance broker like yourselves will be able to investigate for clients. 100%. It may mean that they can achieve what they are seeking. Well, that has been some incredible information about structuring a business finance. Um, I think that um, people certainly get a lot out of that and 
they should listen to some of the other podcasts that we will be doing. It yep. will give them some insight into all different aspects of business finance. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, mate.